Ukrainian refugees are being pushed into sex work in London. The Navy would like 12 new submarines, which could cost as much as $100 billion. A liberal MP finds her spine, condemns the party's lack of urgency towards Israeli violence, and a massive fire at the Bongo Bazaar in Dhaka destroys 3,000 businesses, plus an update from Vancouver. Good morning. It's Thursday, April 6th. Happy Passover. I'm Nora, and here are your headlines. This morning, we start in London. At least 10 Ukrainian women who fled to Canada because of Russians' invasion of Ukraine have told police that they've been asked to perform, quote, sex acts online for money, unquote. The person who was asking them to perform sex acts is a woman who, over the past year, has hosted many different Ukrainians at her home. While the article by CBC's Andrew Lupton says that they're Ukrainian women at the top, further down, we find out that at least one of the women who was asked to do this was just 19. Sure, legal, but makes the story even worse. The teenager was asked if she would do webcam sex shows in Facebook messages from the owner of the house she was staying in. The teenager showed the messages to an administrator of a London Facebook group that has been coordinating support for Ukrainian refugees. Through the group, they've found about 10 others who've had the same experience with the same woman who owns the same home. The Facebook group administrators are aware that some have used the Facebook group as a location where they can try and exploit these young women. Because of this, the administrators have not allowed young women to post directly to the group when they need help. Instead, they screen the requests and they screen the replies to the requests to weed out people who are obviously looking to exploit them. The coordinator of the Facebook group told CBC that he, quote, often has to filter out accommodation offers for men who post sexually suggestive responses to the women's requests for a place to stay. It happens all the time, unquote. While it's great that the Facebook group administrator is doing this work, it seems really, really bad that this has become the job of a Facebook administrator. How is it his job to protect young women and screen out abusive people? His only qualification is that he's started a Facebook group. I mean, maybe this individual is more qualified, but the point stands. This is a massive failure of the Canadian government and why they've done so little to keep these women safe, especially since it's been a global phenomenon that Ukrainian refugees are being targeted by human traffickers is, I guess, anyone's guess. To have literally nothing in place to help these folks find safe housing means that they are stuck relying on groups that may be very, very good or look for help from people who may be very, very bad. Fingers crossed they'll be okay isn't exactly a settlement strategy. This story also makes it even more ridiculous to think that one of the goals of Canada's military engagement in Ukraine is to improve the standing of women and girls in Ukrainian society when we can't even do the same thing in Canada. Ugh, we're such hypocrites. Next to military news. After a very military-friendly federal budget, the Royal Canadian Navy is requesting 12 new submarines, reports David Palazzi from the Ottawa Citizen. The estimated cost would be about $60 billion, though sources that Pelosi talked to suggested that the cost could rise to $100 billion. Like the program to build 15 new surface combatants for the Navy was supposed to cost $25 billion and it's reaching past $80 billion. The Navy has the support of Chief of Defense Staff General Wayne Eyre. 
Palazzi mentions that one of the problems with the plan is that the Navy has, in the past, struggled to hire enough submariners to crew the current fleet, which is only four boats. Also, hey, I've never actually said the word submariner aloud before. I like it. The other barrier to this program actually happening will be public support, because, I mean, are you kidding, Navy guys? The current submarines that we have were bought secondhand from the British and came to Canada between the years 2000 and 2004. One of them, the HMCS Cornerbrook, hasn't actually been in water in five years. For the 529 days at sea over the past five years of the four ships, the forces have spent $1.9 billion on sub-maintenance. Next, we finally have the answer to the age-old question. What is the level of violence that will finally push a liberal MP to call out their own party's cowardice and anti-Palestinian bigotry? Yesterday, MP Salma Zahid quote-tweeted a video that you may have seen on Twitter. It was of Israeli police hitting Muslims with batons. Zahid tweeted, quote, disgusting and unacceptable. And there's a direct line between the far-right extremist Netanyahu's minister's provocations and this violence by Israeli police. Canada cannot stand by and issue bland statements anymore. Either we stand for human rights or we don't, unquote. And then she tagged the foreign minister of affairs, Melanie Jolie, to make it very clear who she was talking to. Jolie did a few hours later condemn what was happening in the video, but then she tacked on the, quote, Canada condemns the reported rocket fire attacks from Gaza, unquote. Yes, well, there was rockets that were shot into the middle of nowhere into Israel. But I mean, come on, we don't always have to do this every single time. Israel can be condemned without having to talk about rocket fire. Trudeau did make a comment, though his comment included this line, quote, as a dear and close and steadfast friend, unquote, of Israel. He said that Israel needs to shift its approach. I mean, pretty, pretty weaselly words considering the literal fascist power that is there right now. Anyway, all of this is happening because of the confluence of Ramadan and Passover. Al-Aqsa Mosque is one of the holiest sites for Muslims around the world, and it's located in occupied Jerusalem. The Ghoulish Center for Israel and Jewish Affairs claimed that worshippers had barricaded themselves in a place of worship with weaponry and are not innocent worshippers, unquote. Which is honestly, God, really something else, considering that really, if they were armed to the teeth, just leave them alone. The guns lying around would not be an issue. Now, this article is by Dylan Robertson at the Canadian Press, and it does try to give more voice to Palestinians and to what's happening to Palestinians than is usually permitted in Canadian media. But it is still not clear what is actually happening through the litany of comments and reactions that the article cites. So here's a bit more context. The line that worshippers were armed and were actually militants and were actually trying to harm Israelis is not being bought by other people around the world. For example, at an emergency meeting called by the Arab League because of the escalated violence, the assistant secretary general told Al Jazeera this, quote, it's not that they need another excuse from the Israeli occupation forces to storm the Al-Aqsa Mosque. They never run out of excuses. They always tell you that there will be a youth barricading, amassing guns, and so on. We've heard it so many times, it's almost irrelevant at this point. This is a government that is bent on harming the Palestinian population, unquote. And yes, it is necessary to mention that this does happen every year during Ramadan, and in particular last year as Ramadan and Passover also happened at the same time. In fact, some of the images from last year were being shared this year as people thought that they were happening again. It was happening again. The images, though, were from last year. About 350 people were praying at the mosque when the Israeli forces raided it, shooting people with rubber-coated steel bullets and stun grenades. They forcibly removed people from the mosque. 
Canadian activists have called for Ottawa to suspend trade with Israel. And finally, to Dhaka, Bangladesh, where more than 600 firefighters battled a massive blaze in the popular clothing market Bongo Bazaar. Democracy Now! is reporting that something like 3,000 shops and stalls have been decimated. There are no deaths yet reported, but there are 11 injuries, and no one is in critical condition. The timing of this fire is particularly brutal, as Eid is coming up and many of the owners told The Guardian UK that the fire has left them destitute. One owner mentioned that he had borrowed just over $14,000 equivalent to buy Eid clothing and now it's all gone. One picture on Twitter showed someone holding a metal box with charcoal inside. Quote, this was all money, unquote, the post said. And I just want to finish with an update to a story I told you yesterday morning. Well, it has happened. Vancouver police cleared people off East Hastings Street yesterday. In the lead up to the forced removal, Mayor Ken Sim posted to Twitter saying that there is shelter space available to people who are being pushed out of their campsites. In response on Twitter, Van Du said there was only a single available shelter bed in the city, which had already been occupied by the time that Sim posted his message. SROs, which are Vancouver's answer to low-income housing need, are brutally maintained old hotels and boarding houses. People can pay north of $800 to live in rat and bug-infested places, often with no windows, no potable water, and no working locks on the doors. The Globe and Mail's Andrea Wu spent yesterday at East Hastings, and she posted some interviews with people who are unhoused. They said that they would rather be anywhere than inside of an SRO. One man named Wade told her that he just wants, quote, my own bathroom and an elevator that works. No bugs, drinkable tap water, a shelf where my books won't get damaged, unquote. God, he makes it sound so reasonable. So solidarity to everyone out there who's fighting all of this and good luck in the days ahead. Those are your headlines for today. It is Thursday, April 6th. I hope you had a great Seder last night if you're celebrating Passover. If you haven't had your Seder yet, enjoy it when it comes and I'll talk to you tomorrow.